hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. I really enjoy this. I absolutely love talking and meeting with so many people who have great, great stories and so much to teach us. So I also have the honor of doing this. And you know, when you have people in your life and they say the teacher arrives when the student is ready. I was fortunate last year. I guess I was ready. (laughs) I ran out of excuses. Come across the Facebook ad of a course called, you've heard me say it many times, the Podcast Accelerator. I didn't even think, overthink. I'm like, yeah, okay, let let me sign up for, let me hear some more. What really got me was, I say I'm a deadline person. I hate deadlines. I cry at deadlines, but I need them. I need the accountability. So The promise was, you know, eight weeks and you're going to have a podcast. So I was like, you know, throw it down, challenge taken and let's go. Never thinking it would be as hard and it was as it was, but also never thinking I would ever learn new technology. I know I can actually get a podcast on the air by myself. Should I choose? I choose not to. Thankfully, there are options. And we're talking today with one of the people responsible for that. And she is the CEO and founder of Ginny Media. She is Ginny. And now, of course, I've gone blank on the last name. She'll fill in the blank for me. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Stephanie. What an intro. So it's Ginny Saraswati. But I have to say, stellar intro. And look how far you've come. The tale of consistency, right? You know, it's so funny because in the beginning, I would write things down and read and you can and you can really tell the difference of just the pace of whatever the conversation, the whole thing. We're going to save a lot of that for for when we talk. But probably my my biggest one of my biggest cheerleaders, my son, when I did an episode with him, he's like, why are you reading that? I'm right here. Like you're, you're better just, you're better just talking. Yeah. And, and then I forget things like your last name and that's okay because that's okay. So with that, I say, I am honored. I am so, so grateful for your time, for what you do. And when you came into my life, perfect time. Thank you, Stephanie. It's be, it was a perfect time when you came into my life too. So 
And I love the quote that you open with. I, I wholeheartedly have always believed that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And it's not always who, who or what you think that teaching oh, is, right? Never, ever. And, and I'm quick to say, yeah, uh-huh, I can do that. And of course, in the middle of it, I'm like, what the fuck did made me think? And I'll, I'll, I'll complain again, have a couple of tears or whatever. And they'll be like, all right, come on, you can do this. You and that was such a process, but good God, the reward on the other side. And more importantly, I'm still alive. I didn't die. Okay. So that to me was, was just an amazing transformation for me at a time in my life where I'm on the tail, you know, I'm not the tail end. Next chapter entering, I was just turning 60 and really ready for new and better things. So Welcome, welcome. We always start with uh, tell us about you anywhere you want to start. Sure. You know what, Stephanie, given the name of this podcast being Joy Found Here, I love the fact that you've titled it that because joy is something that I value so dearly because I feel if there's no joy in your day or no no joy in what you're putting in in terms of what you want to do or how you want to spend your day, like there's something missing, right? It's like a huge piece that's missing. So I'm going to give you kind of my unorthodox bio because this is like, you know, you know, you can Google my bio if you want, you know. We'll I didn't want to even, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all of those things. We'll they'll, keep of that. Score. they'll be like, oh, they'll find her. Go ahead. <laughs> so I would say, Stephanie, to give you an original, you heard it here first kind of bio. I oh, love it. Thank I you. I would say that, yes, so obviously Sri Lankan born, uh, hence I look this way, Australian raised, hence my adorable accent, live in New York now. I have the honor of running a podcast production company named Ginny Media and being an entrepreneur here full time. So I get to infuse my day with joy. However, over the last 10 years, what I found is where I was 10 years ago today, I was working at a deli and a trampoline park, which I loved. I love working at a trampoline park, playing with kids, you know, jumping on trampolines like Disneyland. I'm like, why would you not want to work there again? I have joy a rebounder. I, I jump every day. <laughs> Because it is so much fun. (laughs) It is so much fun. And then that's when I realized, hey, wouldn't it be nice if every day could feel like I was jumping Mm. on a rebounder and, you know, Mm -hmm, I had that kind mm -hmm. of fun. And I realized very quickly that the traditional work model of nine to five just did not work with me. I, I absolutely hated, and I don't use that word lightly. I don't say hate very often, but I did not like my nine to five job because it didn't make sense to me sitting in a car for um, an hour longer each way because there's traffic and I'm angry getting to work. So I start my day. No joy. I'm angry getting home again. No joy. So how am I showing up? So I really felt that, you know, we can really create things that work for us if we're brave or if we have the courage to take the step. So whether that be a podcast, starting a new chapter, starting a new business, like it does start with joy. Long story. From a radio background to an entrepreneur, worked all sorts of jobs in between, everything from an account management to sales coordinator to building airplanes for an aerospace company. This is where I've landed and this is where I'm at my happiest and most joyful. So there is, you heard it here first. I know, I love, I love, love. It's interesting because I've done a thousand things. Now, most of my things always did involve working for the man. Yeah. And I'm still in a nine to five situation where I left a little early so we can record. Of course, you know, people don't know how to drive. I have an hour commute. I'm like, come on, man. Can you just 
why, why can we just get home? But I'm fine with that because I do listen to a lot of podcasts uh, in my journeys. And it's wonderful where I see people that I'll say, take the chance on yourself. Not easy. Uh, And I want to know about, you know, the beginnings and, and also when you say, okay, you know, or uh, did you quit a job, number one, to go out on your own? Let's start there. Like, how did that all, the entrepreneur, appear? Right. That's a great question. No one's ever asked me that way. Like, how did the entrepreneur appear? So I I think my very first, quote unquote, full-time job that I got straight out of college, my boss at the time, he was just a cool cat. He's like, do your job, whatever, as long as you finish your job and that you do it, whatever you else you do in that time, I'm not going to look, I don't care. And I didn't, I mean, going into the workforce with that kind of leader was new for me. I'm like, oh, this is not what I've experienced before. Like highly unusual. unusual. And he's like, okay, so you host a radio show. Okay. Do that on the side. I know it's a hobby. Okay. You're doing this. And so I got the sense of, okay, I can juggle and try and taste different things. Okay. I can do the hosting on the side. I can have my income coming in. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I kept Mm -hmm. that model going. Even when I moved to my next corporate job, I was like, okay, I'm still doing this and I'm doing that on the side. But the corporate structure, unfortunately, did not allow for me to have that freedom. I I had this Mm -hmm. amazing boss starting off and not that my other bosses weren't good or anything, but like, they're not used to that level of flexibility, which is, which is very different. So I, I knew that there was an entrepreneurial spirit in me that I just wanted to try different things and see, see what stuck. So that's when the entrepreneur first appeared. Um, I didn't realize it was an entrepreneur. I just thought, oh, this is a crazy passion project that just keeps burning bright. And so, But no matter what corporate job I had or no matter what job I went into full time, that was my day job, the radio or the creating content on the side was always a passion of mine. And it wasn't until I think it was 2016, 17, where I traveled a bit in like the last five years. I came to New York because I fell in love with the city. And then I'm like, I've got to move here. I wonder what the universe has in store for me. And I manifested a relationship here. I fell in love with a New Yorker. And I'm like, all right, so how do I get to New York? How do we work this out? And <laughs> it made sense. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to create my own podcast, which I did because it felt like the natural transition from radio. And this is in 2017, like where it was really the beginnings. It's probably when I first started listening to podcasts, not even knowing what that icon was on the (laughs) phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's super interesting because in America, podcasts were like people were starting to consume it and get familiar with what they were. In Australia, the podcasting industry was very much FM radio hosts getting their radio interviews repurposed. That was what podcasting was. Original content was just starting in Australia. So it it didn't really even hit its peak. Like anybody having a podcast was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So when I started mine, the people started approaching me going, hey, can you show me how you do this? And I also was, when I was going through the process of creating mine, I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to have someone to write show notes for me and create artwork? I had an awesome producer who was editing things and making the podcast sound great, but the other elements were missing. And That's kind of how Ginny Media was born and it just all aligned perfectly. I knew eventually it would all click and fall into place and it has. So over the last five years, this has been what I do, quote unquote, full time and managed to open up a couple of other businesses as well. So, yeah. And then there's those. Right, right. Because one (laughs) is, you know, let's let's just keep dabbling. But stay on Ginny Media a second, because clearly you're a creative 
and you've always been the creative. So you'll do what you have to do, the regular, the corporate, the whatever, but the creative is just always pulling you and you're going to make the time because you said you were hosting on the side. And well, again, you have the same 24 hours that I have that everybody else does. And you're going to readjust your priorities, maybe, you know, miss a couple of, of nights out or I'll catch you on the next time because my sh- I've got my show or I'm recording or whatever to make it because it's important. Yeah. Because it 100%. was definitely important. And then there is a time where that creative starts to really just take over. 100%. Here's the thing about creatives that, I mean, some of it's dramatized, what you talked about, like the, the missing the, the nights out or missing out on the fun things. Some of it, like you've expressed that, yes, that's, that is a part of building your side hustle or figuring out what you want to do creatively. But there's the other side of being a creative and the other side of being an entrepreneur, which is the stuff that you don't see on Instagram, like the self-care you have to do the unpacking things with your therapist that you have to do. Yep, yep. Being brave and being like, oh my God, what have I just done? What did I just say? Can we edit that part out? <laughs> <laughs> Even the whole, oh my God, I've moved my whole life to a different city on the other side of the world without my family and friends who have known my entire life because I've fallen in love with the city and a person to start a business. What have I done? Even though I didn't feel that, it was pretty big for me. I just trusted that I just took one foot in front of the other. But it did take a lot of regrounding into a new place. And that was within of itself quite a huge process. But again, I can't Instagram that. Firstly, I don't think it'll be highly watched content. And secondly, how do you Instagram your process of that? I mean, I'm still figuring that out as a creative. But to your point, like the creative was all, is always calling me. And I think that's something that, I have to really get clearer and clearer on because as my team and business grows, so do the demands, expectations of where my attention needs to be. So I have to work on myself more to make sure that I am super clear every day. Clarity does breed speed and it breeds a level of comfort and success, I feel. I love that. That's like (laughs) maybe today's tattoo. Yes, that's I I like that a lot. I love that. (laughs) So people start to look to you and they're like, you know, maybe you, hey, how did you do this? And it's still kind of early on and and way before I would say all of the mainstream news people now all have podcasts. Yeah, Obviously, everyone on the celebrity train got on, but there were some early ones. I mean, one of the first ones I started listening to was Armchair Expert with Dax and Monica. And I think they've been on for like four or five years. I mean, they were like one of the OGs that I think them and at the time, maybe Alec Baldwin had an early podcast. And I just I'm like, this is so interesting. I love, you know, just listening to them and their perspective. And it's not all celebrity interviews. It's just talking and finding and and learning about other people. And that's what really got my interest, I would say. How... Do you amass your, I'm going to say, international team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. How does that happen? Only because in all of my career, with the exception of my career as a podcast host now, normally my coworkers and my team are either in my same building, in surrounding states. I maybe I had one job that was... All I had to do was really just call Europe. I never really met them. How do you find these people? 
that you've so so wonderfully come together under your wonderful <laughs> umbrella. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. I mean, I'm very blessed that I get to work with very talented people every day and everybody on Ginny Media is no exception to that. They are super talented. They're super creative. And the value that they bring each and every day is what has contributed so highly to the growth of our team. To your question, like how do you juggle all of that diversity at international teams and time zones? Going back to what I was saying before about the traditional nine to five model, it doesn't work for me. For some people, they like the structure. They like going in, clocking on, clocking up and going home. That's it. That works for you. But that's where self-awareness comes into it. If that works for you, you've got it figured out. Like, congratulations. That's all you need to do. Like, mic drop, go live your best life, right? <laughs> but for me, the nine to five didn't work because my primary issue with nine to five was it was never nine to five. Right. It's seven to 8 p.m. Like, that mm-hmm. includes commuting time. It includes mm-hmm. the work that your boss gives you that you need to do by tomorrow. So to get that work-life balance was very difficult. So when I started Ginny Media, I was very intentional about creating a work environment that was flexible. Now, when you say to people, hey, I'm going to create a work environment that's flexible, saying it really is just half the job. Well, not even half. It's actually a quarter of the job. And a Mm -hmm. lot of companies you see are starting to do that. They're like, oh, we'll give you flexible hybrid work solutions. But what does that actually look like? If you say to your team as a leader, if you're like, or a CEO of the company, I'm going to give you flexibility. You've got to give them a foundation. There has to be a foundation to freedom right? The freedom part is for the individual to figure out. The foundational tools, that's on the CEO, the leader or the company to put in, to be like, hey, this is how we're going to take calls. That's going to be on Zoom. This is when I expect you to be available. The rest you figure out. If you want a life of excellence, I suggest you put in self-care and rest time. That's got to come from a place of leadership. And that's what I've built Ginny Media to be because that's important to me. I do believe a rested workforce is the most creative and highly productive workforce. That's why we're very organized and structured in that way because we can't have freedom without a foundation. And I think it seems like a contradiction, but it's it's so true. I think that you were like obviously ahead of the curve, ahead <laughs> of the how do we transition to this at home where it wasn't even fun in the beginning because it was just a scary time for everybody at the same time. I mean, I know when I went home for the first time remote, I didn't even like use a laptop. I brought like my entire, I have my whole, I've got my screen, I've got my keyboards, I've got my scanner. Yes. We didn't have VPN set. We didn't have anything, but we did, we managed and it was great. And I was only home for five and a half weeks because my company and my industry, they need to see their people. But yet what you do and, and a lot of what I do is your work is measurable. Mm-hmm. In the event that my episode doesn't drop on Tuesday, yeah. then, I, then I can be like, hey, uh, hello, what, what just happened here? Yeah. And I will say that sometimes I get an email on Friday. On Sunday and Monday, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're, you know, wow, you're really ahead. That's fantastic. And I think that really helps because you do, you're, you're laying out the expectation. Exactly. And then everybody works very differently in their time. Yeah. So they have that freedom. This is the thing. And I'm saying this with, with my perspective, it doesn't have to be the Bible truth, but I feel humanity 
that again, the nine to five model fitting into a certain box where you're expected to be productive. I think that worked for a period of time. I don't think it works for everybody. I honestly don't. I think there are people who are super creative in the evenings. They actually work better from like six to 12, right? But in the morning, they want to go have their brunch, their coffee. They want to skateboard or they want to go for a ride or a walk or hit the gym. Do you like, again, do you boo? Like whatever, whatever makes you feel happy and joyful, do that. But they find that the creative juices kick in about six o'clock. They're like, oh, I'm kind of settled now. I've, I've gotten mm-hmm. my body moving. I'm good. So for someone who's creative at six o'clock, how would the nine to five model ever serve them? It just wouldn't. That's the beauty about what like freelancing has done. And I created my business from being a freelancer and as a result, hiring freelancers. Some of my freelancers are the best early in the morning. They're like, listen, I'm good in the morning. Let's let me do my thing. I'm like, sure. So we know very clearly because they've communicated to us, this is my time that I want to work. And some people are really good in the evening because they have their, their kids are asleep, they're, they're quieter. So again, it's different people being able to like create at different times. And to your point, because we do have a goal to hit, which is releasing an episode, we all know that is a finish line for everybody. It's very clear from the moment the first piece of the production starts. So there are team leaders on each department who know, okay, that's the end goal. Everybody's clear on that. That's on every task. They're aware. If that's not done, it's communicated. And that's the best thing about it. So the podcast accelerator, co-founder, how did that come about? That came about from Michelle Sorrow had this Mm -hmm. great idea. I think she was doing some visioning for 2020 and she was thinking, yo, my podcast has given me so many wonderful opportunities and relationships. Wouldn't it be great to create this for everybody? So she rang me up. She says, can we like do something together? And I'm like, okay, cool. And then as we started brainstorming, I was like, it would be really cool if like, you know, we started to give these people like a produced podcast and all these sorts of things. And she was like, this would be great. And she's like, this is really crazy. I'm like, it totally is crazy. Let's do it. (laughs) Because like, you know, to be a pioneer in anything that you do, whether it be, okay, I'm going to start a fully remote company or I'm going to start, we're going to start the only done for you podcasting program in the world. There's no like precedent. So let's just be crazy and figure it out, which is what we did. So here we are three years later, figuring it out, or we've got most of it figured out. But, you know, every day you adapt, you change. So Podcast Accelerator, I think the beauty of it is that when people take on digital courses, I think digital courses work for a certain type of personality, Mm -hmm. that type A personality who has that discipline, who can do this, like the self-pace. I am sometimes that person, but I'm not that person all the time. And I'll say this because if you give me a gym membership, I will pay it up front and on time, but I will never go to the gym. Right. You give me a personal trainer who is like yelling at me every day. I will be there because I don't want to let that personal trainer down because I know I will suffer the day after and my bank account will suffer. (laughs) Yeah. The accountability, I think, is is key. But there are definitely to again, to your point, there are definitely a lot of people that I know that do thrive in the total, what they call the evergreen course. Like, okay, here you go. Learn at your own pace. And I can tell you how many are in my mailbox collection. Same. Especially courses that involve something to do with like a blockage, whether it be an Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. or fear 
I don't want to find it. I know it's yeah. there. <laughs> I don't want to figure out how to crush codependency by myself. You know? <laughs> Who wants to do that, Stephanie? <laughs> well, I, well, I'd rather have a screen of strangers and be like, and someone in the chat. And then you say, oh, you, oh my goodness, me too. And that was, you don't want to be the only one, even though you think you're the only one, but yeah. oh my goodness, you're not the only one no, no, at no. all, at all. So this is the third year of your class of the podcast accelerator. So for us last year, it was a really interesting time, I think, for not for for you. Of course. Yeah. But for a few people, I, I think when I right as I signed up for it, I was diagnosed with COVID. Thankfully, wow. did not have one symptom was in my bedroom for two weeks. And I, you know, that's how I kind of started just on my bed on the laptop. And, and I had time because then I had to think about what I was going to talk about. I don't know. I just kept saying I was going to have this podcast, not knowing who would I interview? Like, who would I even talk to? And I will also say what's really funny is the title of the show was not my first choice. Wow. And I had something picked out. I I even probably now I don't even remember um, something with my name in it. And I missed the part of the lesson, of course, because I skimmed things that says you should Google, make sure, you know, your title is good. No one else has it. La, la, la. And it was right before we were going on to class. And I'm like, oh, I missed or maybe it was during class. Somebody said that their name was taken, their title. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I do that? So I do it. And I see that somebody has this name. And now I'm like, oh, 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 you know. So I go down my little rabbit hole and I was just like, all right, A, I was going to be late on my assignment. OK, but I was going to put it in the next morning. That much I knew. Let me just break down. Yes, I did. But then again, but I know I'm like, you've got this. Okay. What do you want? What do you really want to say? And literally just started writing words on a piece of paper. And that's how it came. That's how the best titles are found. Joy found here. But I I feel that too. I remember like, even when I was on radio, my program director would sit there like, all right, this is a breakfast show. Give me some words about mornings and breakfast. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we put like rise, getting up. Breakfast, right. sunny side up. She's like, rise up. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. And again, when you when you don't overthink anything and also can you, I want to talk maybe, you mentioned it before, maybe about because of our, I'll say blockages, imposter syndrome or what am I even doing here? I know in the class I wasn't, I'm an observer and I'll take it all in. I am. And I'll, you know, then I'll go back and I'll listen to the chats and then I'll ask my questions like in an email or something. And some people were just like, so ready, so spot on. So this, which is great because you can learn so much from them. But how do you wrangle average number of people in the class, 20, 30, 40, whatever it is, and you've got so many people in so many different places all at the same time? Well, the same thing that I do with my business, the Mm -hmm. accountability and the timeline helps knowing that this needs to be done by this date. That when you give people just that clarity, it just does give, I mean, the pressure starts to kind of come through because you're like this imposter syndrome, this overthinking is going overdrive, but it also allows you a timeframe to process that in, right? Because otherwise, if we don't give something a timeline, right? 
you'll process imposter syndrome in perpetuity. Yes, absolutely. It stays with you. Uh It stays with you. And that now that you have a community behind you who are like, hey, you can do this. I'm Mm -hmm. doing it too. You got two guides like, you know, you can do this. We've got a team behind you as well. You feel supported as you're going through. And I think this is why the program has such a 95% completion rate because of that community, that accountability. That imposter syndrome is real. It's crippling. I see it every day in almost everyone. I go through it. However, I have learned one thing from, from my whole process is I'm very much a let's do and think later, which works sometimes. It's worked for me, but sometimes it doesn't. It's like, okay, let's refine and, and do these sorts of things. So that way, when I'm in action, I've, I've done it. I've tasted it. I'm like, okay, this is how it feels. Okay, let's figure it out. It doesn't always work for everybody, but imposter syndrome is one of those things that if you, there is no level of accountability, if there is no community or support that you have, it really can stop you from doing anything. And then you you can't grow because how can you? Because you're always in that state of stagnancy because that it's just keeping you there. However, I will say this, if this is anything comforting about imposter syndrome, in what I've observed in people and podcasters, from those who start from aspiring podcasters to crossing the line to being podcasters, imposter syndrome in anything will always show up right on time. So you know you're due for a growth. It will always show up right on time. It's like, okay, you want to grow? Here's imposter syndrome. You're like, ah. So it's something to observe, Stephanie, in your observation. I do like that because, I mean, it was, oh, it it camped out. It was, it was, it was there, man. It was really there. (laughs) And, and literally, thank God, like for a a nice telephone session with, with a therapist who said, so what's the worst? I'm like, I don't know what she's like. So nobody listens. I'm like, yeah. So he should, you know, who are you doing this for? I'm like, no, I'm doing it for me. You're right. And after that, it was all right, let's go press, press record and, and just keep moving. Yeah. (laughs) And here it is a year later. And that is quite, it's not a small achievement there, Stephanie, because to do it, especially in the year that we've had as humanity, right? We're being pumped with information more so than ever. Everything changes so quickly and keeping up with that can be exhausting in and of itself. So to remain disciplined, to put out a podcast episode, and I say this to my clients, putting out a podcast every week, especially if you're you know, an aspiring creative or an entrepreneur or whatever you want to do with the podcast per se, it's more than just about putting out a podcast. It's about showing up for yourself, making that commitment week in, week out. It's like exactly what you would do when you're committing to a fitness plan, right? It's that sort of thing, that sort of behaviors and habits and commitment and accountability that you hold yourself accountable to as a person. They're foundational habits that are going to be like planted for you to grow something pretty amazing out of it. So hats off to you for for one year. (laughs) Thank you. It's been, you know, again, I, I really... I didn't overthink the who who in the world I knew locally. I knew I wanted to talk to a lot of uh, my friends and acquaintances that have really, you know, been pivotal in my life. And, and in we share a, a, a good a spirituality journey. And then along the way, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I want to I have to talk to that person. Oh, I want to, you know, so with you, I was going to be I knew that eventually I was hoping you would say yes, I should of say course. <laughs> because it is just 
no coincidence. There really isn't. It's more than, oh, she produces my pot. No, it's, you know, the amount of lives that you're touching, that you're really helping those tee up so that they can put their serve and their service to the others out there. And that feedback that you get, like, I don't know, you didn't, you never even touched on any of that, but that was wonderfully unexpected. The nice reviews and the emails, the text messages, I still get them like week after week. And I'm like, isn't, oh, that is just so not, you know, it's just been such a great experience. Like, yeah, this girl's not going to stop. And I always say they made, <laughs> they made the mistake of, of giving me a microphone because it's, you know. <laughs> you know what I love about that, Stephanie, is that you're, you're seeing the impact that you're making. But the other part that doesn't often get talked about, and I thought about this a lot, especially like obviously when I met you um, and you mentioned I was going through a rough time. So when I met Stephanie, for you listening out there, I my mother was passing away and I was in hotel quarantine for 14 days and I got to spend 11 days with her before she transitioned. And one thing that I remember in my process of culmination, now I don't think you quite culminate a parent's death when you go through that. You're organizing the funeral and you're doing all the things and I'm still having my moments of it. But the one thing that I, I, I wish this was around when my mother was, or when my mother was alive, I wish I did this, is that the legacy of like, how she sounds, the things she says, like for her laugh, like I can't ever show my kids that I can show videos, but like, but you, your grandkids, or when you leave this earth, your podcast, Joy Found Here, that's an access point to you that will live on forever. So that is, that's an exciting part about podcasting too, which I really love. So, so true. And never really quite thought about it. And it's funny because my mother passed when I was young. I'd just gotten married. I was pregnant with my first daughter and I had my wedding video. Now I'm married, I don't know, 37 years next month. I don't wow. even know. A long time, 1983 or four, when video first came out and, and wow. video, again, air quoting, here's what I, here's the videographer that I hired who has this gigantic VCR recorder on a tripod Nothing fancy. It wasn't edited. It was exactly like the raw footage you saw people in the background. It didn't matter, but I had the day, I had the whole reception and my kids loved watching it because they had never met her. So, and I never really thought about that. And it is so important. You know, you save that last. And my kids, when my mother-in-law passed, they saved that last voicemail or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. Why it came to is I took my niece when I was in Australia, after my mum passed, I stayed there for three months. I took her to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And there is a scene where Lily Potter meets Albus, her grandson. And like, they have this moment and I'm like, I was welling up. I'm like, this is never going to happen. Like, but it just made me think, you know, imagine if I mean, the podcasting or videos or whichever, that is going to be that version down the track. Like your grandkids will meet you or their kids will meet you far beyond when you've left this earth. This is, is what she said. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so cool. And and it's yeah. funny because last year I went from a mother of the bride to a mother-in-law. My daughter got married in September and now we're going to be grandparents. Woo-hoo! So yeah, so that'll be very exciting. And yeah, I don't, that is such a gift that again, when you don't have 
Yeah. No, you're at. Oh, Jenny. And if you ever do like a holiday episode, I'm giving you ideas as your producer. Go ahead. I'm listening. Like if you do a holiday episode when like, you know, before your first grandchild's born, that anticipation, that's a beautiful priceless memory for your grandchild to listen to. Like, you know, before they got here on this earth, this is what grandma was saying about me on her podcast. Right. That would be so cool. That is so much fun. (laughs) That really, that, you know what? And it's, again, I say two things about my podcast. First, it was uh, the George Costanza show about nothing. You know, it was like, oh, what, you know, what's your show? I don't know. Just, you know, we're just, we're just talking. It's just, and, and, but I really honed in a little more on, I'm big on, give yourself, give yourself some grace, man. Enough. It's, it's. You know, we're here. We're here. We're yeah. doing the best that we can. And and we don't live the Instagram life. We don't live the yeah. TikTok, which does make us laugh. Life. It's but there's so much that goes into those final products of what we do see. But also it just is, I think to just to give people a platform. I'm a big proponent of if someone, you know, I talked to, I don't know how I got into talking to a lot of authors and their book launches. I love the process of it. Like, how did you even go from point A to point B? A lot of these books are written post COVID in the COVID time post. Like it's crazy what is being accomplished in this new time we're living in. It's interesting too, because even the whole great resignation thing, It surprised me and didn't surprise me because I feel all like the pandemic really forced us as a collective to pause Mm -hmm. and human beings typically don't like pausing because they have to sit with shit. Because they don't want it. There they are. Let's get a little quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you again? This this clown who's behind me. Exactly. And the only way to really deal with your stuff is when you're, pulled out of routine. We were all pulled out of routine two years ago. It's like, you can't do this, can't do that. It does unnerve you and you've got to look at this sort of stuff. So creatives, I think, who always want to start that podcast or always want to write that blog, they went there because that that was calling all along and it just got louder and louder and louder, right? And I think it was that that's the reason why we've got all these podcasts created in the pandemic, all these creators putting stuff out, more Instagram channels, more like all these sorts of things. It's just, it's just a result of taking that time to pause. And it can go either way. You could either go and create some people and just try and out, hold on to every last bit of distraction that they can. So it can go either way. But it's it's interesting. Like even in the time that you know, to Stephanie, you decided to start a podcast. It's amazing, yeah. you know. So I, you did it. Yeah, my kids got tired of me talking about it. That was really. <laughs> That was, there was three years. So they're like, okay, enough already. When are you, when are you really (laughs) going to do this? So what do you see for, I mean, first of all, I'm horrible on, on statistics or anything like that. So how many podcasts are about, are out there? Any ideas? The latest that I read, Stephanie, was there's just over 2 million or just under 2 million. So we're around the 2 million mark for podcasts. When we first started the podcast accelerating in 2020, we were just under a million. So we've doubled in the last two years when you think Isn't about that it that so way. that so interesting? It, it's interesting and not surprising. I think people are really, it's it's a market that's still quite young and people mm-hmm. are like, no, every person has a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it seems mm-hmm. that way, but it's actually not. If you look at the continued podcast like yourself, like putting out consistent content, it, this potentially gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And people aren't realizing too that you know, podcasting is going through its own kind of evolutions. Like Apple Podcasts released when you released your podcast, 
like their subscription <laughs> package, which you know, delayed the Apple podcast launch of it. Spotify are buying great talent and assigning them exclusively to their platforms. So there are going to be new players out there. I think Spotify definitely is putting up their hand as a very big contender to the Apple crown because Apple being the incumbent app has the lion's share, but they're challenging certain things. So I do see an evolution in how podcasts are being consumed and how talent is scouted for specific platforms. But I also yeah. I also feel that audio media, like today, Ginny Media launched our first Alexa skill. It's like a daily podcast that you get like two minute bites called Pod Pops. But we're going to be able to allow people to hear us wherever they want to go, whether it be in their car, their Alexa, Alexa like Amazon Alexa, like they'll hear us. So it's the the way that we're getting attention and way that, that we're building that intimacy and connection. Audio media is going to be a huge player in that. And then do you think that I know that people will do both? They'll video right now. I'm on, we're on Zoom and I yep. do. I have the recordings, but I am yep. not putting them up on YouTube or yet. We'll get there. Videos, yeah. comes, reels, yeah. however, however we do it. But yet you say two, let's say two million podcasts and the majority of them are audio only. Or yes. do you see do you see That's- more getting into videos with? What I see with video, um, Stephanie, is interesting. So podcasts, I see the two million that I mentioned have been all audio. Mm-hmm. However, certain podcasts in that two million group the way they repurpose their content for video is highly effective. That's because video, when you look at the three forms of content, video, audio, and written word, video is the quote unquote, the, the queen. I'm not going to say the king, the queen mm-hmm. of content, queen. right? Go ahead. It's the queen. And then you look at audio and blogging as, or audio and written word as, you know, the princess or the the, the spawn mm-hmm. of the queen, whichever one you want to call it. <laughs> but I think the way that video is greatly used is how like certain snippets are taken from the video, um, like a, a key quote or like what you said, your tattoo moment, like how that's taken and popped on a reel or popped on Instagram. People are like, oh, that's interesting. I actually want to hear more about that because people's attention now is being competed for at such a rapid rate. So we got to give them the good straight up. And sometimes even giving people free stuff, still not enough to get their attention. So we're now in that completely different market now where value, connection, depth, intimacy, and that relationship value that you have is going to far surpass all of that fluff. But to have a, a nice little snippet to kind of get the attention yes. and be like, huh, okay. Oh, look at that reel. Isn't that cute? And, and yes, yes. where I, I know I'm so guilty of, oh, what's that? Oh, let me, now let me find them. Oh, let me go on Insta. Oh, what, do they have a website? Let me, exactly. let me, let me, you let me, let me. Let me. Yeah. And I think the thing now is now they're, they're putting out different softwares as even like during the pandemic, new video recording softwares came out specifically for podcasting. But like there'll be ways and there are ways that you can create reels in a very easy way. You can do it right on Instagram, right? Or some people, if you have a production team behind you, they can do it for you. But it's just so the market is so interesting how things are being developed so quickly. So it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. (laughs) And again, it's very cool for someone. Again, I've been here, been on this earth a long time, seen a lot, Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely knew what it was like to have the first 
computer, the first Mac, the, you know, I knew Lotus, I knew, I knew DOS, I knew how to do all of those silly things and, and to see the, the technology and what you can do. And the fact that I'm very proud that I, through, again, your, your good teachings, the way you break everything down into very good bite-sized steps, that I know how to do a Loom video, that I know how to do stuff. Like I was recording my, my husband sings and I'm like, you know, you need to practice, you know, let, let me, let me record you on, use the microphone, use my headphones this way. You'll hear the music here. We'll, we'll, we'll record you on the computer on audacity. Cause I know how to do this. Look at you go, Stephanie. <laughs> future music produced no yeah, exactly. no we can never work together we, believe me it's, Rivera it's... Right here, <laughs> so what else has Ginny got in store any future plans for Ginny Media any new podcasts for yeah for the Ginny yeah. show or what are you spawning here well that's actually last year was actually the year I was supposed to bring the Ginny show back well, obviously, with what happened, mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was appropriate and I felt it was forced to launch a project that's so joyful for me into the world. Mm-hmm. When I was going through much sadness, yeah. so I'm like, yeah. now's not the time, dude. So let's just chill on it a little bit. So, and funnily enough, this has been everything again in divine timing. This year, when this year started, I'm like, all right, I want the Ginny show to come out this year. And I still didn't put a date on it. And as I was saying before, if you don't put a timeline on things, you'll just perpetually keep. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm getting tired of myself now. I keep pushing this off. So I'm like, what date should I do this? So I just went for a walk and then a number stuck in my head, May 19th. And I'm like, of course, it's going to be May 19th. May 19th is actually my mom's birthday. Of so course. I thought, what a lovely way to make her a part because she very much inspired the Ginny show. So mm-hmm. what a very lovely way to have her a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Have her like be a part of that. And that's going to be the day the Ginny, go, Ginny show goes live. Um, and I'm very excited because it's it's been a minute since I've done a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. The last episode I did was June 2020. So it's been a while. And I'm also, I don't want to be that producer that tells my clients, make sure you're consistent. And then I am <laughs> like, I haven't done a podcast in two years. <laughs> I don't want to be that producer. I, I want to walk my talk. So May 19th, it's, that's the most exciting news I have for this half of the year. We're working on so many exciting things, but I'm like, let's just take it one step at a time. What's the rush? You know, so Junior Show is the next big exciting thing. And then we've got an original series that we're teaming up with one of the writers from Billions to write up an original podcast series for the oh, second half. Oh, yeah. and oh. <laughs> okay. And then, and then there's that after my, oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. And here's what I love. I love that, you know, you are intentional and and you know when to pump your brakes and when to take that breath, because then again, sitting quiet, it's it's an acquired skill. And it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, when you said you were an observer, I'm like, she's my homegirl because I feel sometimes like silence is more powerful than Mm -hmm. people taking up space with words. And I say this because as a fellow observer, I, again, I do more than I talk. That's kind of how I've always rolled, but it's, it's that intentionality, that daring to pause for me that it, it takes, it took a lot to start doing that. Now it's natural. 
But where I find my energy getting depleted is convincing other people to pause. And when I start doing that and they're like, no, no, I'm not going to pause. We need to do this. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah. That's the hard part. We're in that culture where we've been taught to go, go, go. That when you're like, actually, how about we rest, recharge? They're like, no. Take a nap. Take a, take a nap. nap. Everybody yeah. take a nap. Look take after a- yourself. Yeah. Get, some, get some replenished. No, no, right. no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> But it's also, I mean, because uh, I know that your producers have it on their email, you have it on yours, like you have very specific hours that you read your email. So yeah. again, setting the expectation, the, the house could be on fire. I'll read about it after. Hope hope everyone's okay. You know, it's it's in this window. And when you are that focused, because, okay, well... I'm open for business two to f- two to th- two to four. Let me crank through these as opposed to, oh, my God, I've got, you know, 200 emails. And then as you're trying to answer them, they're popping, they're popping in the corner. Shut off, shut off, shut off that alert. Number one. <laughs> yeah. Also, Stephanie, as your service provider, if I'm always on and not focused on creating the best quality work for you. As a client, how do you feel? Like, you're like, okay, yeah. even say if I don't respond to your email and still your podcast gets out in the quality that it does, you know, I'm doing the work, right? Oh, and absolutely. I think that's the thing here. I think people feel pressured that the communication part slowly becomes all that they do, that they don't. And that's why they become miserable because they're not doing what they love, which is creating. So again, it's a fine line, that balance. Like we always, we also strive for exceptional customer service. So how can you give exceptional customer service if there's no guidelines as to what you're going to do? Like, and that's why we put very mindfully, like we check emails between this time. So when you email us, typically like there's a phone number there too. So you can call that number. So typically our clients know, okay, if Jenny doesn't respond at 9 p.m. at night, this is why, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, that's what it is. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, again, there are times where I'll send it at night only because I'm still recording and then let me send it over and let me make sure all my episodes are together. And did I forget anything or what have you? And I know I'll wake up, you know, th- my response will be there. Yeah, exactly. It, it yeah. absolutely <laughs> works for sure. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Number one, thank you. I can't think of a better way to celebrate. Then with the founder, then with the then with the <laughs> co-founder of the course, but more importantly, the media force that you are. That um, I'm, I brag. Well, I'm like I'm with Ginny Media. I'm sorry, you know. And I know that there are a lot of the platforms that that people do it themselves. I know I've talked to a lot of them on on I'm on a lot of uh, Facebook groups, and God love them. And I was just like, that was never part of any. That's not what I wanted. I was told I was like, they would put an episode for me. Thank you. And give me that option. And I will do everything in my power to keep my episodes coming only because that's not my strength. If anything, that's my frustration. That's not my forte. I love just hit and send and saying thank you very much. And and we go on. Yeah. And you're in your zone, right? Like you're in where you want to be and where you shine the most. And we teach this in our, in our program as well. And also I teach this to my client. The fact that you have outsourced that part, you've already eliminated a lot of the legwork for yourself. Now you can focus on business or how you want to use the podcast to generate whatever you want it to generate. 
that's how I'm able to bundle episodes there. You know, I, when I know I have things coming up and if I'm going to be traveling, I know I want so many ahead and I will, I'll do like three recordings in a day that take a lot. They do, but all I got to do is talk. Yeah. And sense, <laughs> and then it magically appears. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Isn't it awesome when things are easy though? When in the sense of when you can just be and do and then trust that it's taken care of. Cause I just find that process, even for me, and this is why I like to build my company that way for my clients. When you know that if your email systems are down or your computer's on fire, you know, your episode's going to go out Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern. I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Yeah. Or or I know that, you know, it's, it's there. And, and honestly, I'm okay with, I, I know it's there. It'll eventually like, I'm, I'm fine with whenever. And even when we were in our little Apple delay, for me, honestly, that was perfect timing for me, only because I slapped together a website that I had never done before. And I was just like, oh, you know, but I don't even know what I'm going to. Okay, this is good enough, good enough, good enough, because I have time. (laughs) So I was able to just add a few more things. But yeah, that it's definitely getting a little revamp. What a difference a year makes. But yeah. Is there anything I could do for you, Stephanie? Is there any guests I could refer to you or anyone that I could send your way? I just like interesting stories. And although, listen, if you're friends with Maria Shriver, I've already put a little shout out to her. So I'll I'd ask if to, maybe someone from my network. Perhaps knows somebody knows Maria. I love, I've always loved her writing and she has really inspired. She's an amazing person just to, uh, she's one I'm in awe of. And, right. you know, she's a new grandmother too, with another wow. one. And yeah, yeah. I kind of want to, you know, get, I love getting people's perspectives. And then also this year I'm looking to, and and I say it in the intro, I know the show was originally, you know, geared to my badasses, my Queens, my mom, my bad mamas, but men are people and they do have the same feelings and, and issues. And I am expanding my interview base outside of my son, who was my first male so yeah, this year I'm just gonna, you know, cause everybody's got a story 100%. and I just, and I just want to learn more. That's amazing. I love the angle of curiosity that you're coming in. I think I've got a few people I can send your way. Hmm. So, well, all thank right. you, Jenny. I no appreciate worries. that. Of course. So this has been, again, it's an honor when you have some good teachers in your life. And I was, uh, a few weeks ago, I interviewed, um, a woman who I spent 14 years with in my group therapy and, and we learned uh, the power of uh, the secret and law of attraction. And it really just gave me, I mean, my entire toolbox of where I can stand here and be like, Oh, I know what you need. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just, and again, when she appeared, I was looking, but didn't know I was looking and similar to to this. Right, right, right. That's, I love that. And it just, it's like, here's what you need. Not that I was searching and I wasn't, it was, oh, and then I saw finally. Yeah. It's typically how that happens, right, Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah. It's when you stop looking that what you need appears. 
And it's just amazing, amazing when that happens. I I love that serendipitous moment. Like, oh, okay. Uh Yeah. And and acknowledge too. I mean, like everything is just like acknowledge the power around us because, and it's funny, even when we were picking out music, never did that before, never listened to beats. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, what else? else?" But I hear this, which I wound up using as my music. The only reason I picked it was because I think the name of it was Gonzo something. And one of my best friends had lost their son. Oh my goodness. Maybe even 12 years ago, he was 17, Matt Gonzalez, which we call Gonzo. I wear the live for Gonzo brave. So anything with Gonzo and he's a great spirit. He always shows himself. And I'm like, once I clicked on it, it had a little Latin beat, you know, this Rican was, I'm all over that. I was like, this (laughs) is perfect. And it was. Yeah, it really, it really was. Go. There we go. It rise right on time. I love it. <laughs> Indeed. So, Ginny, where do we find you? You're <laughs> everywhere under under so many different. So, so start with where we're going to find you. Well, you can find me at my website, ginnymedia.com, or check me out on Instagram. It's at the Ginny Show after my podcast. But you can reach me on both on my website. My team will respond and then forward it to me. And on Instagram, I will respond personally. So I'd love to connect with you there in some way. Love, love. And then also, since we do talk about the podcast accelerator a lot, is there the website for that? I know there's a class now and maybe there's a waiting list or how does that happen? Yes. Well, we haven't actually announced a second class this year. You know, we're actually, Michelle and I have learned very much that planning ahead in these times is probably not the best thing to do because things <laughs> change so rapidly. So uh, you True can that. check out the podcastaccelerator.com. There is a waiting list that mm-hmm. you can join. So when we are about to announce our next round, you'll be the first to know when you're on that waiting list. <laughs> Indeed. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for helping Thank you, Stephanie. This is so much fun. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. All right. Listen, I know you guys are going to have a ton of comments. Website, joyfoundhere.com. And also Spotify. Thanks for getting to the ratings game. Let's go back. I know you've been there. Go back. A wonderful five-star rating would really be appreciated. Comments. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's been a journey, but it's been a great time. And until the next time, thanks. Be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.